0: Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Sky is here. Welcome to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. we got a pretty good show tonight. We'll talk about the Survivor Series, the fight pit match, and our main story. I've got an interesting analytical question for everybody. Uh, we'll talk about AEW, we'll talk about the return of Soraya, John Moxley being the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, also, I got to think about MJF, I'm going to get off my chest tonight. Uh, we'll talk about the Brawling Brutes, Braun Strowman, plus we'll have our This Week in Wrestling History and a couple of parting shots. So let's get started, shall we? And we begin with Monday Night Raw, the announcement. That this year's Survivor Series will feature the War Games. That's why we're going to have a men's War Games and a women's War Games. Now, will the War Games destroy the foundation of this event? Yes. The Survivor Series Foundation is based on the five-on-five elimination match. Fight for survival. It's all about the team, man. The team. Like... Uh, Rowdy's Rowdy's, I mean, Roddy's Rowdy's from 1989, excuse me. The Hulkamaniacs of 87. Andre the Giant's team of 87. It's all about survival. Only the strong survive. It's all about who will be the sole survivor. That was the concept, the foundation of the Survivor Series. The War Games is a different breed of animal. It's more set towards the Great American Bash event. This is an NWA concept that the WWE completely screwed up. As far as I'm concerned. So why don't you just have the regular 5-on-5 Survivor Series match. Have these wrestlers actually work like they didn't do last year. And maybe, just maybe that the Survivor Series will mean something. But instead, we got to put in the war games, the match beyond. Please, please, it's not the foundation of the Survivor Series. Can't they get it? Moving on, let's talk about Kevin Owens. Is he the man to teach Austin Theory respect? You better believe it, or else he's going to slap the... the living you-know-what out of him and make him put respect in Kevin Owens's name, son. Austin Theory thinks that he's God's greatest gift to wrestling. He's the youngest money-in-the-bank winner. He will be the youngest WWE Universal Champion. Get real, Theory. Come on, dude. You're upset that Johnny Gargano is back and that Kevin Owens beat your butt on Raw this past Monday. Kevin Owens is the man that will teach you respect, son. He will beat the living hell out of you and put respect in his name. Austin Theory better learn real fast, because if he don't, you can bet that when he does face whoever the universal champion is, maybe the tribal chief, The head of the table, Roman Reigns, will be his daddy next time. So, yeah, Kevin Owens will be the man to teach Austin Theory some respect. With a little help from Johnny Gargano. And finally, the fight pit match. That's right. This has got to settle Rollins versus Riddle. It's gotten way too personal. It's gotten to the point where the fans know, yes, Riddle hates Rollins. Rollins hates Riddle. Hey, Riddle, you're. Right. I'm not even gonna go there. You know what? I'm. Not, I'm gonna stop myself right there. I'm not going there. As you can tell, it has gotten personal. The fight pit match has got to end this feud somehow, some way. It's probably gonna be the main event for Extreme Rules. More about that near the end of our broadcast this week. So no doubt the main event will be the fight pit match as far as I'm concerned between Seth Rollins and Riddle. This has got to put an end to this situation. So I hope it does. That is it for Raw for this week. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, it's time for our main story. I got a pretty interesting analytical question for everybody, and I'll break down that question for you, all this and more, plus some AEW uh, opinion coming up on this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. After this time out, hello, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers here. Coming up Saturday, October the 8th, it will be an all new episode of From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories at www.youtube.com Paul Skyvers. First. On From the Mind of the Nitro, we you heard me a couple weeks ago talk about the fallout from the AEW All-Out Media Scrum. I'll tell you what I would do if I was in charge of AEW. Then on Nitro Memories, it's September 1987. Ronnie Garvin won the NWA World's Heavyweight title. Hulk Hogan faces the challenge of Killer Khan and the intense feud of the Macho Man Randy Savage and the Honky talk Man leads up to the formation of the Mega Powers. That's coming up on Nitro Memories. And then on Sunday, October 9th, it's an all-new episode of Nitro Classics. Take a look back at certain show or match in the rich annals and history of professional wrestling. So that's from the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories. New episode coming out Saturday, October 8th. And Nitro Classic, a new episode coming out Sunday, October 9th, exclusively at www.youtube.com slash Paul Skyvers. Don't miss it. Hello everybody. I'm Paul Nitro Skyvers here for Anchor.fm. Fall is here. Let's fall into some great podcasts exclusively here at Anchor.fm. All types of subjects. All types of great podcasts. And Hold on a second, you too can create your own podcast, that's right, you can create your own podcast and join this wonderful group of podcasters. I mean, it's free to set up, it's easy, you can make money off of it, and it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services fall into the excitement of Anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so much for joining us. It is time for our main story. And this week, I got an analytical question for you, uh, and it goes like this. Will the wild summer that we've had, and we definitely have had one of the wildest summers we've ever had in wrestling history, will this wild summer have any influence on the remainder of the year? Now, let's take a look at this. What a summer we've had. We saw Vince McMahon retire from professional wrestling after the $19 million scandal, as I like to call it. We saw the AEW All Out uh, media scrum and the fallout from that. We saw WrestleMania get near 70,000 people every for both nights. We've seen... New champions being crowned. We saw new stars. And there's one that just arrived this past week. That'll be in our next segment. So we definitely have had a wild summer, don't you think? Now, will it have any influence on the remainder of the year? You better believe it. The answer is yes. Because we're going to keep seeing more surprises. We still haven't seen the fallout from the Vince McMahon $19 million scandal because those independent investigators have not reported back to the board of directors yet but they're going to it's going to have to happen this case has got to get closed people have got to get punished for this because you can't let it just excuse me can't let just sweep underneath the rug and let it go away what about aew i heard the latest that apparently they're going to try to buy out cm punk's contract CM Punk's gone. Tony Khan doesn't want CM Punk there anymore, probably. After all, his EVPs got hurt. Kenny Omega. More about him later on in the show. The Young Bucks. Oh, they're suspended. Again, more about that later on in the program. And you know that Tony Khan's coming off the huge high. That is the Grand Slam this past Wednesday on Dynamite. Plus, look at the free agency that's available right now. I'm going to talk about one of them here in just a moment. And you got so many others that are making their returns to the WWE. Triple H is now in charge of creative. Things are getting better. It's getting more competitive. There's more scandal out there. So you better believe that this wild summer was the... To light the fuse that the big dynamite is going to explode, no pun intended. And lots are going to happen throughout the rest of the year. And we are going to look back and say, wow, that wild summer of 2022 definitely had an influence as to what was going going on for the remainder of this year. No doubt about it. So the answer would be yes. The wild summer that we've had, believe me, is going to have a huge influence on what's going to happen for the remainder of the year. And that is our main story for this week. Moving on now, let's go to AEW. Like I said, we talked about that free agency. Well, one of them came back to AEW, and I told you this last year that when she got released, she's going to go to AEW. I'm talking about the woman formerly known as Paige. We now address her as Soraya. She is now in AEW. This is tremendous. This is outstanding. Soraya is going to be a major player now in the women's division. And already I heard Dr. Britt Baker DMD wants to wrestle her one-on-one. I hope she gets medically cleared by her doctors because we want to see Soraya in the ring. My God, she is in tremendous physical condition. A little easy on the eyes, too, but I'm going to leave that to the side, and let's focus on the business here. She can really go, and she can have great matches, again, with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. How about Jamie Hayter? That would be a great matchup. How about the professor, Serena Deev? That would be a great matchup as well. I mean, the influence of Soraya. Did you see the crowd reaction at Arthur Ashe Stadium this past Wednesday? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That is, that is money right there. That is money. Take full advantage of this, AEW. Trust me, you'll thank me later for it. She is back at AEW, Soraya. Put some respect in that name, boy. I'll tell you that much right now. Moving on, let's talk about Maxwell Jacob Friedman. <laughs> Mr. Prolo himself, Mr. Bad Guy, the man that epitomizes what a heel is in this business, in this sport today. Well, he decides after attacking... um. Wheeler Yudo with a headbutt, he proceeds to shove Tony Schiavone to the ground. I'm like, ooh, oh, my God. Let the competitive, let the juices flow with this one. Can you imagine? And I was going to ask, will pushing Tony Schiavone be his biggest, biggest mistake? It could be if it's booked right. I'm telling you, can you imagine Tony Schiavone going into his past? And I'm talking deep. I'm talking his roots in the Mid-Atlantic area. Can you see him come up with Nikita Koloff coming to AEW? No more, he's no more the private family guy. He's now Shadow Da, the Russian Nightmare. Russia making a comeback. I'll tell you that much. How about um, Tony bringing back? Let's see who would be good to come back to the NWA. I went back to our AEW from the NWA, besides the Keta Cola Shadow Dog. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god! Maybe bring back the Rock and Roll Express. Maybe he'll give Jim Cornette a call. Oh my god! If Jim would please say yes and go to AEW, you know how he feels about AEW. Trust me on that. If you ever catch his podcast. You understand why I would love to see Jim Cornette with that tennis racket, knock somebody out with that tennis racket. That would be tremendous. Or maybe he would double-cross Tony Schiavone and join Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Can you imagine the possibilities in that, folks? Tremendous stuff. So it could be, if it's booked right, MJS biggest mistake— I'm trying to think. I wish they were still around or still here. The Road Warriors. um, Rick. I'm not going to ask about Ric Flair. No, that's not an option. Um, No, and Arn Anderson. Um, Oh God, who would be capable or viable back in the day? Um, Rugged Ronnie Garvin. There you go, Rugged Ronnie Garvin. Coming back to knock out MJF with one punch. The hands of stone, son. Oh, my goodness, man. I'll tell you one thing. That would be tremendous. Ronnie Garvin, Nikita Cola, Shadoa Dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great booking. Uh, if it sounds corny, I understand that. But you put your hands on Tony Schiavone now. And what's next? Jim Ross is going to lay down that Bill Watts, Oklahoma, whooping on MJF. Now, this is why MJF is probably the best heel in professional wrestling. It makes me think, how can Tony Schiavone get revenge on Maxwell Jacob Friedman? Ooh, if only if it happens. If only if it would happen. Oh, unbelievable. Moving on, <laughs> let's talk about John Moxley. Congratulations to him. He is now the only three-time AEW World Heavyweight Champion. That's right. Defeated Brian Danielson in a great matchup. And now he's solidified himself next to Roman Reigns on that same level as being a world champion, as being the top two biggest strong attractions right now in professional wrestling. So who will John Moxley be able to face? Well, it could be Chris Jericho, the Ring of Honor world champion. Didn't honor that code of honor, but we're talking Chris Jericho, so what you expect. Of course, Maxwell Jacob Freeman still with that chip. About to calculate when he's going to cash that in and become world's champion. There's your another avenue. Wardlow, he is the TNT champion. How can Moxley counter Wardlow? There's many possibilities out there and I think that John Moxley is absolutely ready. He is ready to be a world champion and to move AEW forward into the near future. Congrats to John Moxley. And that is AEW for this week. We'll take a timeout when we come back, we're going to smackdown. We're going to talk about yes, what I talked about in my parting shot last week. It became official in Las Vegas, good lord. Plus, Braun Strowman, he's back. And then later on, my this week in wrestling history and a couple parting shots. Stay tuned more of Saturday evenings with the nitro after this time out. Hello, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Scars here for Anchor.fm. Have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Welcome to Anchor.fm. It's free, it's easy to set up. You can make money off of it, and it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. Come aboard today at Anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. It's time now for SmackDown for this week. Let's get started. I mentioned it last week in the parting shots. It became official in Las Vegas, Nevada. Roman Reigns will defend the Universal Championship at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia against Logan Paul. That's right, Logan Paul. Like I mentioned last week, and I'm going to mention it again, are they serious? Really, are they this seriously stupid? Logan Paul has only had, what, two matches? Two matches? That's it, folks. Only two matches, and he gets a title shot. What are they that desperate for attention? I mean, come on. I understand it's in Saudi Arabia, in front of the in front of the people in Saudi Arabia. Probably about forty thousand there. But why are you putting Logan Paul against Roman Reigns? Why don't you have a rematch between Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns? But no. <clears throat> No, we got to have Logan Paul, who goes on his podcast and says, I could take Roman Reigns. No, you've only had two matches. Really? You're really seriously thinking about that? Isn't it at the press conference? Roman, you may be the head of the table, but I'm the table. No, you're an up and comer. You're just past the current jerker status, okay? You did good at two matches? And you get a title shot, you haven't you just passed the curtain jerker status. You haven't even reached the mid-card status. And you get a title shot? Wow, a title shot. I want a title shot too. Think about this. Poor old me, Paul the Nitro Skyvers challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal title here at the Dover High School football field. It sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Yeah, but I don't go crowing out there challenging Roman Reigns. Hey, Roman, why don't you come out to the Dover High School football field and put your universal title on the line against me? No, that would be absolutely stupid and pointless. And I would never do that. Logan Paul though gets a title, shot, So what does this tell you? Are they serious? Are they really that serious? Folks, I'm not going to treat it seriously, and neither should you. Come on, we know who is going to win that bout and keep his universal championship. I'm done with this subject. Moving on, let's talk about the Brawling Brutes. Are they the sleeper team the Usos need to worry about? Yes, because they. this is their first title shot, and the Usos have never faced quite a unique combination in, in Butch <laughs> and his tag team partner. I keep forgetting his name. I apologize. I try not to pay attention, but honestly, you haven't gotten yourself in attention where people notice your name. You got to do that a little bit there so people notice your name. And Butch, he comes out there running around, <laughs> acting all tough. He's, he's going in, there. at least he's fighting, that's for sure. The Usos, I think, need to be careful about this because the Brawling Brutes definitely have the sleeper team advantage. They don't know how to counter them yet. They better figure it out or they will lose the SmackDown Tag Team, excuse me, the Unified Tag Team Championships. And finally, he's back. Braun Strowman is back, and now on SmackDown, As he will take on um, Alpha Academy's, the big guy. uh, Otis, Otis, that's right, Otis. As if it really mattered at this point. Why would you let Otis put put a world's strongest slam on Braun Strowman? Braun easily got up there and really took care of Otis. Why would you do that in the first place? Braun Strowman is a monster among men. Otis is... Semi, uh, just near, um, below mid-card status with Chad Gable. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God, please stop saying that. Anyway, he's back. And you can bet by the Royal Rumble, you can see Braun Strowman challenging the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, the man that will have an easy day with Logan Paul at Crown Jewel, Roman Reigns. And that's going to be a better bout, Strowman versus Reigns, than Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Let me get off this subject of Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Nonetheless, Braun Strowman is back in the WWE on SmackDown. And that is SmackDown for this week. We're going to take our final timeout when we come back. It's this week in wrestling history, and I'll have a couple of parting shots on a Interesting tag team match that's going on uh, in, the, uh, in the near future in North Carolina and on Kenny Omega. More on this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro after this. Time out. Hello, everybody. I'm Paul Nitro Skyvers here for Anchor.fm. Have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Well, now's the time to do it. It's free. It's easy to set up. You can make money off of it, and it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. Come aboard today at Anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Now it's time for This Week in Wrestling History. On September twenty third, 1953 in Lubbock, Texas, Mildred Burke defeated Millie Stafford to retain the world women's title. On September 20th, 1968, in Atlanta, Georgia, Alberto and Ramon Torres defeated Stan and Butcher Vajon to win the Georgia Tag Team Championships. On September 21st, 1991, in Raleigh, North Carolina, the total package, Lex Luger, managed by Harley Race, Defeats Barry Windham to keep the WCW World's Heavyweight title. And finally, on September 22nd, 1984 at Madison Square Garden in New York City, New York, Big John Studd defeated Hulk Hogan by countout. The Hulkster retains the World Wrestling Federation's Heavyweight title. And that is This Week in Wrestling History. And now, it's time for my parting shot. I want to begin first with an upcoming match that's coming up, I believe, in a couple weeks at the Dorton Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina, as Mark and Jay, those Briscoe brothers, takes on Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express. This, of course, part of the Rock and Roll Express retirement tour. And the Briscoe's toughest foes is history. Think about this. You're facing Ricky and Robert, both Rock and Roll Express, in the Dorton Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina, where they won their very first NWA World Tag Team Championships. Think about that. The overwhelming aura of that could be overwhelming for Mark and Jay Briscoe. Damn boys from right here in Delaware. But I know that they're appreciative of the fact that they're going to face Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express at the Dorton Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina in just a few weeks' time. I would love to see a YouTube video of that particular match. That would be great. I mean, I thought the Rock and Roll Express versus FTR just tore the house down. It brought old school back to professional wrestling the right way. This is going to be another example of this. When damn boys, Mark and Jay Briscoe, representing Delaware Strong, takes on Ricky and Robert, the nine-time former NWA World Tag Team Champions, the Rock and Roll Express. And you can believe that the Briscoe's toughest foe in this instance is just pure wrestling history. Trust me on that one. And now, my final party shot is on Kenny Omega. If he is suspended, why is he still working? We saw a photo of him at the Sega headquarters in in Japan, I guess with the head of Sega. I don't know whether he's touring the building or not, but why is he there? If he's talking about promoting that AEW video game, uh, Kenny, you've been suspended, dude. That means you can't work. You're suspended for a reason. For an in, for a definite for a period of time that has not been described, Kenny, you're suspended. Go home, go home. We don't need you around. You're suspended. You need to take the time to think about what you've done and how lucky you still have your job. But no, you're at the Sega headquarters in Japan. No doubt, he's probably promoting an AEW video game and if he is shame on you kenny you've been suspended dude you need to go home and think about what you did you almost ruined a good me- pay uh, media scrum by doing something stupid as barging into cm punk's dressing room no wonder cm punk may not come back i don't blame him i do not blame him at all as far as i is concerned kenny you're still suspended And if you're still working, quote-unquote, for AEW, go home. You've been suspended. Think about what you've done and and be glad that you still have a job when you come back. And that is my parting shot for this week. And that will bring an end to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Next week, a program note, next week, I will preview the Extreme Rules pay-per-view That will come next. uh, two weeks from now from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the uh, core state spectrum, Extreme Rules. I'll give you a preview and my predictions on it next week right here on Saturday evenings with the Nitro. And then in two weeks' time, I will have us our main story, the PWI 500. You'll get my thoughts on it, especially the top 10. Until then and until next week, I'm Paul the Nitro Scott is here saying so long everybody